48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. Chief Executive John Lee announces the scrapping of hotel quarantine for new arrivals from Monday. The move is welcomed by various groups, but some prominent voices say all medical surveillance of travellers should be scrapped. And Cathay Pacific says it plans to add more than 200 return passenger flights. The chief executive has announced the scrapping of hotel quarantine for new arrivals from Monday. John Lee said the government was able to make the decision because of the stabilising pandemic situation. Frank Young has the details. Instead of the current 3 plus 4 arrangement, where travellers have to quarantine in a designated hotel for three days and spend another four days monitoring their health, new arrivals will be given an amber health coat for three days barring them from places like restaurants and bars. They will also be told to take rapid tests for COVID for a week and PCR tests when they arrive at the airport, as well as two, four and six days after. John Lee said if all goes well, there could be further relaxations. If there are positive developments, then of course we can have more room to go into further consideration as to how we will allow even more activities uh, and create more convenience. I think it is important for people to know that we are aiming at one single direction of uh, allowing people to come with more convenience and they are allowed to go about the activities with the maximum possibilities. The CE also announced the dropping of the requirement for travelers to have a negative PCR test result before boarding flights to Hong Kong. Instead, they will be required to take a rapid test within 24 hours of flying. Arrivals will not have to wait for the result of their PCR test at the airport and can leave via whatever mode of transport they please. Hong Kong residents will also be allowed to return to the SAR even if they are not fully vaccinated. However, they will still need to follow the current protocol if they wish to fulfill vaccine pass requirements. On resuming quarantine-free travel with the mainland, Mr. Lee said reopening the border to the country and the rest of the world is not mutually exclusive. Officials will drop all quotas for the return to Hong Kong and come to Hong Kong schemes to enable both Hong Kong and non-Hong Kong residents to come to the SAR easily. All the changes take effect on September the 26th. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Dr. Siddharth Sridhar says that although the move is a step in the right direction, all medical surveillance of travellers should be scrapped as soon as possible. He said the city's high levels of natural infection and vaccination meant it was now protected against severe COVID cases. The government may feel that they still need to be cautious and to observe how the system really reacts to the relaxation, but we should not wait too long before we really consider rejoining the rest of the world in complete, completely free travel. Because the system at the moment, any kind of medical monitoring you need to undergo after flying into Hong Kong still makes Hong Kong an unattractive travel destination. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien said he was pleasantly surprised with the government's decision to relax some of the travel curbs, but agreed that the restrictions need to be further lifted if they are to be effective in bringing back tourists and business travellers. There are still a lot of consideration about people not wanting to spend three days in Hong Kong without being able to eat outside. All the uh, short-duration tourists, people who come to Hong Kong and visit for three, four days, mm. that means by the time they are allowed to eat outside, they have to leave. So we have to kiss these tourists goodbye. And mm. then for businessmen visiting Hong Kong, 
three days of uh, not being able to eat and dine with their business partner where most business decisions are made will so- still render us behind uh, totally free protocols like Singapore. I think government needs to look at that number of import cases uh, every day to see whether uh, within a month or so they could actually go to zero for zero. Cathay Pacific has welcomed the removal of hotel quarantine, saying it planned to add more than 200 return passenger flights. In a statement, the flagship carrier said that while it would continue to add flights, it would take time to rebuild the airline's capacity. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. Sunny intervals during the day tomorrow, top temperatures of around 31 degrees. It's currently 26 degrees at the observatory, with relative humidity of 93%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes The Travel Industry Council says Japan's next Japan's move to abolish some COVID border controls next month is good news for travel agencies here. The country is a top holiday destination for Hong Kong people, and news of the relaxation had been has seen a, a surge in Japan flight searches and bookings. Vanessa Cheng reports. Japan has announced it will abolish a series of COVID restrictions for vaccinated travelers from October the 11th. Tourists will be able to visit the country without a visa and will no longer need to go through a travel agency, while the cap will be lifted on daily arrivals. Visitors will still need to prove their triple vaccination status and submit a negative COVID test result to enter. The Travel Industry Council's Executive Director Fanny Young welcomed the move, saying it will help Hong Kong travel agents. Japan is always a Hong Kong people's most popular destination. So with the relaxation and also the visa-free, I think we will expect a significant growth in the tourists from Hong Kong going to Japan. So with the relaxations of Japan, the new measures, definitely it will help on the outbound travel. That's mainly the Hong Kong people. So there should have more people going abroad. Steve Hoon, executive director of EGL Tours, which specializes in trips to Japan, said he expects a surge in Hong Kong people traveling to the country in the coming months. He said many people here are eager to go on holiday and Japan's popularity will be further boosted by the yen's current weakness. This was borne out by online search activity overnight. Japan announced the easing of border controls at 10 p.m. on Thursday. Between midnight and 10.30 the next morning, the search volume for flights to Japan on Trip.com surged more than 50 times from the same period last week, while ticket orders jumped sevenfold. The former Vice Public Security Minister Sun Li Jun has been given a suspended death sentence by a mainland court. He was found guilty of corruption and other crimes, as Damon Pang reports. Sun Li Jun faces life in jail after the ruling handed down by the Intermediate People's Court in Changchun in Jilin province. His death sentence will be commuted to life imprisonment after two years. The court also deprived the disgraced former official of political rights for life and confiscated all his personal property. The 53-year-old former Deputy Public Security Minister was found guilty of corruption, manipulating the stock markets and illegally owning two firearms. Sun was found to have abused his power in a number of influential positions between 2001 and 2020. He pleaded guilty in July to accepting more than 646 million yuan in bribes. 
son's sentencing came a day after former Justice Minister Fu Zhenghua, who was accused of colluding with Sun, was slapped with similar penalties. A court near Beijing has sentenced a man to 24 years in jail over a vicious attack on four women at a restaurant in June, along with other crimes. The attack was caught on video and raised concerns about the safety of women in China. Wendy Wong reports. The Guangyang District People's Court in Hebei announced the sentence of the culprit Chen Jizhi in a statement. It said he was the ringleader of a criminal gang and had conducted criminal activities for years. The court also sentenced 27 others to jail terms ranging from 6 months to 11 years. The charges against them include opening casinos, robbery, assisting in cybercrime activities, picking corals and provoking trouble. Authorities launched an investigation into Chan after the video came to light showing he and other men beating up four women at a barbecue restaurant in a nearby city of Tanshan in June. The men spared no force, using glass bottles and their fists to attack the women and even throwing a chair. Two of them required hospital treatment for their injuries. The violence is said to have begun after one of the women rejected Chan's advances. It set off a wave of revulsion and public anger, with many women on the mainland raising concerns for their personal safety. The investigation into the attack later evolved into a larger probe into criminal activities and corruption. Here, the chief executive of the Hong Kong Rugby Union says he's delighted that quarantine travel restrictions are easing. Robbie McRobbie said he hopes the restrictions in November's Hong Kong Sevens, the first to be staged in three years, will also be the last time that such measures are seen here. Rugby players involved in the tournament at the Hong Kong Stadium will arrive, live and compete in a sports bubble. The closing mechanism from our point of view is okay. The teams have accepted it. We're happy to go forward on that basis. It's expensive. So again, we, we would hope that going forward, we, we're not going to have to do this again in April. But the overarching sentiment is any move that is a relaxation of the quarantine is definitely a positive thing for the Hong Kong sports industry. Mr McRobbie again conceded that not many overseas fans are expected for the upcoming Sevens, but he said this will give local fans, who may not have been able to get tickets in the past, a chance to go to Hong Kong's biggest sports event. Spectators at the stadium will be required to use the vaccine pass and the Leave Home Safe app and to wear masks and sit in groups of eight or less. They are allowed to drink but not eat. Mr McRobbie said counter-ideas had been put forward to the government. We have proposed several concepts to address concerns, including creating socially distanced food courts inside or adjacent to the stadium during the event, which we believe are feasible. But it does remain a possibility that no in-seat or concourse level food service will be available, which certainly would not be optimal from our perspective. Russian officials have been staging referendums in four occupied regions of Ukraine on whether they should become part of the Russian Federation. Western countries say the, vote, the votes are illegal and a step towards the annexation of Ukrainian territory. The results are all but certain to go in Moscow's favour and could result in an escalation of the war. The leader, the leader of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic, Denis Pushilin, posted a video welcoming the vote. Dear compatriots, we've waited for this moment for more than eight years. This referendum is a historic milestone, not only because we are certain the result will be positive, but because this is a culmination of our common, difficult journey. 
First we became an independent country, then we achieved the recognition of our republic. And here's our third step, unification with Russia. We're returning home. At least four people have been killed in an explosion near a mosque in a heavily fortified part of the Afghan capital, Kabul. Local media say the blast was close to the Wazir Akbar Khan mosque as worshippers were leaving. No group has claimed responsibility for the explosion, which took place less than a month after at least 20 people were, people were killed in another mosque attack in Kabul. Britain's new finance minister, Kwasi Kwarteng, has delivered a mini-budget setting out some of the most significant tax changes in decades. He's cutting personal tax rates, reversing a planned cut to corporation tax and getting rid of a cap on bankers' bonuses. He said that allowing people to keep more of the money they earned would help to tackle the cost-of-living crisis and grow Britain's economy. It is entirely appropriate for the government to use our borrowing powers to fund temporary measures in order to support families and businesses. That's exactly what we did during the COVID-19 pandemic. A sizeable intervention was right then, and it is right now. The price, the heavy price of inaction, would have been far greater than the cost of these schemes. Critics warn the measures could lead to unsustainable levels of borrowing. To sport and football, the BBC's John Bennett takes a look at some of the international fixtures planned for the weekend. Ahead of Portugal's Nations League match away to Czech Republic, their captain Cristiano Ronaldo said he wants to keep playing international football after this year's World Cup. The Manchester United forward has a record 117 goals in his 189 caps for his country and is targeting the European Championship in 2024 when he'll be 39. Portugal have won four of their last six matches and this will be one of their final fixtures before their opening World Cup game against Ghana in November. In the same group, Spain could book a place in the finals of the Nations League if Portugal lose and they beat Switzerland. It would give them another chance to win the trophy after losing to France last year in the final. Meanwhile, defending champions France continue their preparations for the World Cup on Sunday when they face Euro 2020 semi-finalist Denmark in the Nations League. It's been a tough year for France on and off the pitch, but one of their biggest issues right now is injuries. Around 11 players who could realistically make the squad for the World Cup are currently out of action, including Paul Pogba and Golo Kante, Karim Benzema and the captain Hugo Lloris. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, Chief Executive John Lee announces the scrapping of hotel quarantine for new arrivals from Monday. The move is welcomed by various groups, but some prominent voices say all medical surveillance of travellers should be scrapped. And Cathay Pacific says it plans to add more than 200 return passenger flights. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And not only is it the end of day Certainly here in Hong Kong, it's the end of the week and the weekend just literally minutes away. Thanks for tuning in to our Twilight Time with me, Peter King, playing some very easygoing music, something to relax to, and of course, all the way through to 1am.
Forget the moment we kissed the night of the hayride. The way that we hugged to try to keep warm while taking the sleigh ride. Magic moments, memories we've been sharing. Magic moments when two hearts are cared. Time can't erase. Telephone call that tied up the line for hours and hours. The Saturday dance, I got up the nerve to send you some flowers. Magic moments, memories we've been sharing. Magic moments, when two hearts are caring. Time can be. The time that the floor fell out of my car when I put the clutch down. The penny arcade, the games that we played, the fun and the prizes. The Halloween hop when everyone came in funny disguises. Magic moments filled with Starts to rile up. That's the time a fellow needs a song. Doctor, banker, butcher, baker, you can be a merry maker if you keep on singing all day long. If you're hanging in suspense from eight till five, and you want to keep your sense of humor. Alive, just whistle while you work. Put on that grin and start right in to whistle loud and long. Just hum a merry tune. Just do your best and take a rest and sing yourself a song. When there's too much to do, don't let. 